pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Beautiful boy, Noel, just six years old. Did his mother actually sell him at a market? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Police now on a desperate search for a six-year-old little boy. Take a listen to our friends at Fox 4. Police in Everman, south of Fort Worth, issued an Amber Alert for a six-year-old boy. This is Noel Rodriguez Alvarez, alongside Cindy Cecilia Rodriguez Singh, who police are looking for in connection with his abduction. Rodriguez Singh has tattoos across her chest, and her last known location was Everman. Now, police say she's driving a gray 2012 Chevrolet Silverado, which is also shown on your screen right there. Texas license plate number PLS7091. Law enforcement officials believe the six-year-old boy is in grave or immediate danger. And if you have any information regarding his abduction, call the Everman Police Department. Now, abduction missing. Was he abducted or was he sold? Now, take a listen to our friends at KXAS. A search warrant released this week raises more questions about what happened to a missing six-year-old Everman boy. The warrant allowed police to search the home where the little boy was living last fall. Noel Rodriguez Alvarez's family officially reported him missing late last month. But the paperwork shows relatives had not seen him in months. It also shows his mother told a family member she sold him to someone at a grocery store. Sold him? 
to someone at the grocery store like a cantaloupe? How does that happen? Shockingly enough, it wouldn't be the first time. Take a listen. I feel like he sold her. I think he sold her because the same week that they're saying this happened, the day after Thanksgiving to December 6th, was this, the week after my son legally got adopted on the news. You know what I mean? And he knew what my son looked like. He, you know, <laughs> that's my daughter's brother. You know? So he saw that and I really think it's connected. I think like he got that idea from seeing that and was like, oh, I can do it illegally, you know? You are hearing the biological mother of little Harmony Montgomery. The little girl goes missing, uh, we believe, sometime before Thanksgiving. Now, take a listen to our friends at CrimeOnline.com. Did a mother actually sell her child to get money to go on a Disney trip? A new mom is denying that she sold her newborn son so that she could afford to take her other two sons to Disney World. Bridget Weismer is 33, accused of selling her one-month-old son for $15,000. The first reports about the sale to police came from Weismer's grandmother. Police investigated, but they couldn't substantiate the baby-selling accusation. Not long after, police got another tip that led them to John Gavon. The 54-year-old and Weismer were caught on surveillance tape when they met to finalize the deal. Weismer reportedly didn't want the child. To finalize the deal? It sounds like the mom is selling a used car and then the buyer nearly backed out. Selling your child for $15,000 to fund a trip to Disney? Again, I'm Nancy Grace and this is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Uh, I've got an all-star panel of guests. But first, I want to go to Sarah Ford, Legal Director of South Carolina Victims Assistance Network. Sarah, have you ever heard in real life of a mother selling or trying to sell her child. You know, Nancy, it's something that we want to think is impossible for us to even even consider, but it happens. Um, and it happens more often than we can imagine. You know, trafficking most often comes from family members, family members selling their own children. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's absolutely horrific to think about it, but it happens to thousands and thousands of children in the United States and even more worldwide every single day. You know, I was just thinking about the mom that reportedly sells her child to fund a trip to Disney to a middle-aged man. What did she think he was going to do with that child? Uh, straight out to my longtime friend and colleague, Daphne Young. Daphne, the National Chief Communications Officer at Child Help. If you don't know about Child Help, I implore you to go online to childhelp.org and find out what they do every single day, 24-7, 365, to help children all around the world. Daphne Young, have you ever heard of a woman selling her child? Not only have I heard about it, but when you ask what she's thinking, at the very best, she's delusional and thinking, oh, everything's going to be fine. I'm doing a good thing all the way to um, absolutely heartless and cruel, handing over her child to, as you mentioned, a middle-aged man, knowing the society that we live in and knowing what could happen to that child. 
to me, that sounds like an act of sex trafficking. It happens regularly throughout our nation, and it's terrifying. And we see how the victims come to our advocacy center, children who have been kept in motel rooms, children who have been kept at school. Part of the element of jail is you can't just uh, go to a daycare and register the child, take that child to the hospital. They sold that child into a situation illegally, and that child is marked. Uh, and that's very scary. And often what we see is the sale, quote unquote, is just uh, a, a cover up for something darker that's happened to that child. To Dr. Dana Anderson joining us, forensic psychologist and expert. You can find Dr. Dana Anderson at psychologydoctor.com. Dr. Dana, I agree with everything Daphne Young just said, except for one word, which has not only a lay or street meaning in the common vernacular, but also has a legal definition. And that word is delusional. Under the law, if a, an individual, a defendant, say the mom of Noel has a delusion, that could be deemed to be insane. But this woman is not insane as a matter of fact. Let me back this whole thing up. I want you to hear why I do not believe that this woman is insane. Take a listen to our Cut 19. On November 1st, 2022, Cindy obtained passport photographs of all the children living with her except for Noel. On November 2nd, Cindy applied for passports for herself and all six of the children except for Noel. Interviews suggested that Cindy began trying to explain the disappearance of Noel in early November through various stories that she told. Cindy had reportedly told stories that Noel was with his biological father in Mexico, or Noel was with his aunt in Mexico, or Noel was sold to another woman in a Fiesta Market parking lot. Okay, to you, Dr. Dana Anderson, forensic psychologist, have you ever gotten a passport? I have. I have one right now. Okay, so you know how difficult it is to get your passport and to get your appointment for your passport interview, much less to drag your children down to immigration uh, where you get your passport and you go through all the government requirements. Here's a woman that not only sat there and went through interviews for herself, but for five of her other six children, everyone but Noel. Why? Because he didn't need a passport, because according to her, she had sold Noel at the market. She knew exactly what she was doing. If she can undergo all the questioning and the red tape and the forms and the pictures and the this and the that, and the getting the certified birth certificate certificates and so forth and so on to get a passport, not only for you, but five children, she has got her head sewn on properly. Would you agree? Yes. So getting back to talking about delusion, this sort of that delusion, think of it on a spectrum. So she is, has created a false belief, you know, as her form of denial about dealing with the situation with her son. So I don't think she's like meets diagnostic criteria for maybe having a delusion, but she's just in denial and telling herself 
protecting herself from the truth about the horrors of what's happened with her son. Okay, hold on. Well, keep in mind that she said Noel was evil, possessed, had a demon inside of him. We have seen that kind of dark language uh, with people that have sort of that split mentality where I can seem very functional in one end, but I'm living in a shack and saying my child is possessed on another end. Is this Daphne speaking? It is, it is. You know what? this woman is not insane. This oh, woman is not functioning under a delusion. So I'm oh, not going along with any oh, discussion no that she is insane or functioning under a delusion. She just nope. didn't want this child. And here's more proof of it. Take a listen to Chief C.W. Spencer with the Everman Police in our cut 17. As we continue to investigate the disappearance of Noel, one of our top priorities was to determine the accurate timeline. Investigators determined that Noel was last seen by a professional on July 21st, 2022, for speech therapy. Several other professional appointments were missed near this timeline and following, which ultimately led to warning letters from the Texas Department of State Health Services in order for Cindy to continue to receive government benefits for Noel. Investigators learned that near this timeline, Cindy even asked an acquaintance of hers if she could borrow her son for a doctor's appointment so that she could keep the benefits, stating that Noelle had COVID. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Okay, Dorian Bond is joining me, private detective, owner of Bond Investigations, Inc. There in Texas. He specifically is in Dallas. Dorian, thank you so much for being with us. And guys, you can find Dorian Bond at bondinvestigations.com. Dorian, any suggestion that this mother, if she even deserves to be called that, and I submit she does not, has any type of delusion or break with reality, O-H-E-L-L-N-O, she goes and asks a neighbor to borrow her son to fill in for Noel so she can keep getting Noel's disability benefits. She knows darn well what she's doing. You're exactly right. She knows what she was doing, and I, and I hope that, that she asked report uh, right away so the police could have gotten involved prior to this because... That's a telltale sign that something's going on with those kids and that uh, some kind of uh, intervention would have taken place and saw where the kids were living, how they were living. Maybe could have stopped, but you, you t- touched on it earlier. For her to go through passport process with all those kids down at the passport office and then not get one for the, for, um, the missing child is, uh, is a red flag. And My first part of the investigation is I'm going to find the plane that she got on going to Turkey and then on to India and talk to some of those people on the plane to see how she was interacting with those kids and what they were talking about on those on those flights. David Centendry is with us, reporter Fox 4 in Dallas. David, thank you for being with us. I want to follow up on what Dorian Bond correctly brought up. At the time when this mother, and that word just sticks in my throat, because she doesn't deserve that title, asked the neighbor for her son to stand in for Noel to uh, get his benefits. One, did the neighbor report that? Because I sure as heck would. And number two, what was little Noel's disability? So it's unclear if the neighbor reported that at the time or if that came out later during the police investigation. But you did mention that his disabilities, you talked about his disabilities, and there were several of them. I know that he was on breathing treatments. Police have basically referred to him as special needs. They have given that as a broad conversation topic, but breathing issues is something that he was having to um, be treated for quite regularly. He had a number of other well, medications. Well, I mean, I knew he had a nebulizer, but yes. a lot of children have nebulizers. I wouldn't think that would qualify as a disability unless the breathing problem was much more than requiring a nebulizer. That's just a, a you breathe in medicine is what a nebulizer is. Um, it must have gone further than that. Hey, what about the atrophia? What can you tell me about little Noel's eyes? So he had esotropia in both eyes. I'm looking at some notes right here. Chronic lung disease, which we had mentioned he was receiving breathing treatments for. He had speech delay. 
and several other diagnosed illnesses according to police records. They say that he definitely needed medical care and actually at one point Cindy, his mother, was supposed to bring him to the Department of Health back in October of 2022 but she never showed up for that appointment. Uh, so she starts missing appointments after she, according to her, sells him at the Fiesta Market. David Sedentary, Fox 4 News, did any of the other children have disabilities or just Noel? Noel's the only one that we know of that has had a disability. Police have not really given any sort of specific information on the other children. We know mm -hmm. that the two newest children, twins that were recently born to Cindy, his mother, and Arshdeep, his stepfather, those were the most recent children that were born. And we know those twins were somewhat of a cause of concern with Noel's presence, according to that mother, because when we talked about her believing that he was possessed by a demon, her main fear because of that, you know, quote, demon possession was that he could end up hurting those newborn twins that she had. All right, so she reportedly sold him to protect her newborn twins. That is total BS. Joining me right now is Mike Hadsell, president and founder of Peace River Canine Search and Rescue, and you can find them at PSAR, Peace River Search and Rescue, dot org. Mike, have you noticed, as have I, that so often the parents will lavish love on some of the children, but the child that is disabled or has some sort of a learning problem or any sort of disability, they're the bad child. They get mistreated. They get labeled as in here, oh, he's got a demon inside of him. It's because the mom doesn't want to take care of him. That's what it is, or the dad. Well, they had a lot of kids there. Uh, he, was, he was among a, a large group of kids, and, of course, he would be the one that would require the most attention and create the more stress in the family, and he's going to be segregated. That that happens quite a bit. And unfortunately, we see a lot of these type of kids go missing. And you've certainly seen your share of looking for children that have been isolated within a family and then somehow go missing. Daphne Young with me, National Chief Communication Officers at the IncredibleChildHelp.org. Daphne, haven't you seen that? Because I sure have. One child is identified as the one that will be starved, beaten, tormented and so often it's the child that has some sort it can have a mild learning disability in this case the child has breathing problems and his eyes kind of fold inward but he can see but he's different he has a problem so he's the target he's the one that gets carted down to the fiesta market and sold according to mommy it breaks my heart i call it the cinderella syndrome where one child is isolated to be picked on we know that 31% of children with disabilities from lower income settings have been abused. And, you know, the, the heartbreaking piece of all of this is the word mommy or mother sticks in your throat when you try to say it related to the biological uh, parent uh, who's done no parenting. But what broke my heart is his foster mom said the little boy called her mommy. There was a quick bonding. He played with his foster siblings, liked his Spider-Man glasses, his yellow dump truck. He's a happy, healthy little boy in a safe, secure family. And the foster mother, we would have taken him. Uh, so that breaks my heart because there was a mommy out there for this little boy. It certainly wasn't in that shed. It certainly wasn't the bio mom. You know, I told you earlier about a mom that sold her child for 15 grand to fund a trip to Disney for herself, by the way, 
But I want you to hear this, a mom that sells her child to fund her nose job. Take a listen to our cut 33. A newborn baby boy reportedly sold by his mother to pay for a nose job. The 33-year-old woman told a friend she did not want to keep the five-day-old baby, and arrangements were made to sell the boy to a couple for just over $2,500. The couple paid the mom a 10% deposit at $250. Later, the boy needed medical attention for which his birth certificate was needed. When the couple went back to the woman, she would only turn over the document for another $1,200. The woman told the family that she did not have a job or a place to live, but when she got the extra money, the woman said she intended to use it for a nose job. Yeah, forget food and a place to live. I'd go for that nose job in a heartbeat. At least that's her thinking. You think, that's outlandish? Okay, I've got another one for you. Take a listen to our friends at 4029 TV and our cut 28. Police say Misty Van Horn was trying to get money to bail her boyfriend out of the Sequoia County Jail. Police say the woman was trying to sell an acquaintance her two-year-old child for $1,000 or $4,000 for both her two-year-old and her 10-month-old baby. Right now, Van Horn faces charges of trafficking minor children. Well, she did. She sold her child to raise money to bond her no-good boyfriend out of jail. Okay, I've got one more for you. I just want you to... Let it all soak in. Take a listen to our cut 29, our friends at 14 News. Mother in custody, accused of trying to sell her child. 34-year-old Crystal Smiley is facing a couple of charges, including promoting human trafficking. Crystal Smiley was arrested Tuesday after a month-long investigation. Sale or purchase of a child for adoption and promoting human trafficking. Those are the charges Crystal Smiley is facing after she was arrested. Kentucky State Police say the investigation started last month when social services notified them that Smiley was trying to sell her child to a family member. According to Smiley's indictment, she attempted to convince her sister, Melissa Goodman, to provide her with cash or a camper in exchange for terminating her rights to minor a child. Sell her child for cash or a camper. You know, Sarah Ford, legal director, South Carolina Victims Assistance Network, in all the years I prosecuted and all the years I've covered cases, it's always children, the most vulnerable people in our society that are abused and mistreated the most. And then following that, women, the most abused and mistreated people in our society. And it really takes the cake when you have a woman abusing or mistreating a child. And this child, her own child, that she just casually tosses out there, she sold at the Fiesta market. It's so unimaginable for most of us to even consider this, but you know, for for this woman to to talk about this to other people, to to say that she was going to or that she sold her child, you know, the one thing that that we keep, she's telling this to people, she's giving information. And my question is, you know, when people are hearing this, neighbors, people, uh, you know, at the market, friends, family, whoever she's saying all of this stuff to, what are they doing with that information? Because you're right, these are the most vulnerable, you know, a child with special needs, and. You know, if we're not talking about it, if, we're, if we hear something from someone that says that they've sold their child, my God, the first thing they need to do is call law enforcement. You know, we've got to make sure that, that we're not keeping these things quiet. These are things that can save children's lives. Back to Mike Hadsell, President Founder of Peace River Canine Search and Rescue. You have looked for a lot of children. And I find it 
hard to believe. No, I believe it. I find it hard to accept that neighbors and family members, they know the child hasn't been seen. Uh, the school knows the child hasn't shown up. But nobody does anything. Nobody says a word. Have you noticed that when you're searching for children? Then when you go ask a neighbor, you know, knock, knock, knock on the door. They go, yeah, you know, I noticed I haven't seen them out in the front yard in like six months. Well, why didn't they call somebody? Why didn't relatives report it? Have you noticed that? It happens all the time. Uh, people have a, a reluctance to get involved because they don't want to get entangled with the, you know, law enforcement and and those other issues. Um, there are a lot of good people who do report things when they do see it, but the majority of them don't. So not least until we knock on the door and ask for their uh, information. What about a Dorian Bond, private detective, owner of Bond Investigations in Texas, where this occurred? He's joining us from Dallas. Have you ever noticed that relatives will go, yeah, I noticed that Cindy wasn't there at Christmas, but I didn't think anything of it. Really? Why didn't you? Because she's been there the five Christmases before, but then suddenly she's missing. And the family never does anything about it. The relatives say nothing. The neighbors say nothing. Nobody does anything. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. They don't want to deal with law enforcement. So asking questions is probably the best thing that can prevent situations like this is asking questions and then talking to family members. And then if you need to talk to law enforcement, you don't have to have them called out to the house. You can go to the police department and make an anonymous tip and alert them that something's off and something might be going wrong and you can um, kind of stay out of it. But uh, nobody did this on this uh, instance. Nobody did a darn thing. Back to David Centendry, investigative reporter, Fox 4 News in Dallas. David, it would have been easy enough to check the market and the grocery store and the Fiesta market to see if there was any such transaction that took place. And as a matter of fact, LA law enforcement did that, didn't they? And what did they discover? So they do not believe there is any truth whatsoever that Cindy sold Noel at a Fiesta market. They do not believe there's any truth that she sold the child at all. She has given several conflicting stories according to police records, that being one of them. Another one is that she said, she turns Noel over to his biological father. That was what she initially told CPS when there was a report made about Noel being missing. And then CPS investigators, they made contact with Noel's biological father. He lives in Mexico. And when they got a hold of him, not only did he say, I do not have this child, he said, listen, I have never met Noel. I was deported from the United States before he was born. And again, Noel is six years old. So He's been out of the country for quite some time. He says he's never even met the child. Hadn't had any contact with Cindy lately. Okay, that's a big problem. When mommy starts changing her story, it's bad enough that she says she sells the child at the market. But then when you find out, as David Centendry is telling us, she's given conflicting stories, that makes me worry even more. I want you to take a listen now to our friends at Fox 4 and our cut 9. According to police, Noel's mother previously told some family members that she thought the child was possessed by a demon. Some family members recently reported to police that the mother had abused Noel before she took off. Now investigators say they have at least some insight into possible remains being discovered. 
Everman police investigators have been digging, searching for possible remains of six-year-old Noel Rodriguez Alvarez behind the home of Charles Parson, where the child lived with his family. She is up and loud. Noel's mother, Cindy Rodriguez Singh, and her new husband, Arshdeep Singh, fled the country to India last month with six of Noel's siblings after Noel was reported missing. So not only do police, uh, David Zidentry, rule out mommy's theory, her story that Noel was with the bio dad in Mexico. They track him down and find out he's never even met his son. They also say that they rule out mommy's story that she sold Noel. How did they rule that story out? So they didn't get into specifics, but you have to imagine surveillance footage, timelines. I know they have had search warrants regarding cell phone data, text messages, phone conversations, etc. It doesn't appear that they were able to place her at that siesta market with geo-tracking data, which we oftentimes see used in law enforcement. And they have 100% ruled that out. It's my understanding that at the Fiesta market, there are surveillance cams and that she was never pictured on any of the surveillance, the grainy surveillance footage, much less with six-year-old Noel. And also David Sedentary, David Sedentary joining us from Fox 4 News, there was nothing in her texts or emails that would indicate she had had any conversation via text or email with anyone who was willing to buy Noel. That's my understanding of the evidence as it exists right now. Correct. And on top of that, this was a theory that was passed along to some of her family members who relate it to law enforcement. But family members tell police that when they pressed her about this theory that she sold Noel to a woman at a fiesta market, she couldn't even name who the woman was. She couldn't tell family members anything about her. All she said was that she sold the child to a lady and that lady threatened to report her to CPS if she ever attempted to get Noel back. So that was her excuse for, well, I can't contact her and follow up on Noel because she said she would threaten to report me if I did so. It just doesn't make sense. The investigation takes an even darker turn. Take a listen to our Cut 11, our friends at Fox 4. Police now say Noel's stepfather disposed a large indoor-outdoor carpet in a nearby dumpster the evening before they fled. Investigators recovered that carpet. Police say that carpet was used inside the makeshift shed that was later torn down to build a suspicious concrete patio. Monday, after removing the patio, canines were alerted to the topsoil, but no remains were found. It does lead us to believe that there were human remains at one point in time in the shed that used to exist where now that concrete patio sits. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. 
Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen Nicotine Pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at zen.com. That's zyn.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Back to David Sedentary joining us out of Dallas. What can you tell me about that cement slab? Yes, and so I'll make this clear because I know this can be a bit confusing. Noel, his mother, his stepfather, and six other children, they were living on the back property of a gentleman's home, a gentleman named Charles Parson. There was a different shed right behind the home, a smaller makeshift shed, but that is no longer there. For some reason, a while back ago, that shed was torn down and Cindy herself, his mother, paid to have a concrete um, a, a concrete area poured in where that shed had been sitting. Police initially thought that was suspicious. Why would this mother pay to have this back concrete porch poured out here? So they dug it up. They didn't find anything. But then recently they get a tip from someone who says, hey, not too long ago, I saw our steep thing, Noel's stepfather, disposing of a rug. He gave police that location. Police recovered the rug. And as we were just hearing a second ago, canine dogs who are used to detect possible human remains were alerted to that carpet. And what police ended up doing after getting the alert to that carpet is they went, they assumed that it was part of that shed that had been torn down. So they went back to that area and they had the canines sniffing again. Canines actually this time started to detect human remains in the soil where that shed had been sitting but when they dug everything up, they did not find any human remains. So in a nutshell, police believe that rug that had been hovering over that soil, just elevated slightly above the ground in that shed, is where remains had been for a while. And they believe the dog's scents were just strong enough where they were still picking up on the soil because the remains had been 
slightly elevated above it on the ground of that shed for quite some time. So let me understand, did the pouring of the cement for the slab, was that to cover up any nefarious activity in your mind? I, I can tell you what police are saying because the chief of police says it is just very suspicious that she would have that slab there, but they have dug it up twice and they have not found any sort of human remains. So they are very perplexed, very puzzled. Okay, I want to go back to Mike Hadsell, uh, President Founder of Peace River Canine Search and Rescue. I'm going to just throw out two names for everyone to think about. One is Chase Masner, a case I personally investigated and covered of a young vet who went missing. His wife and little girls were left to believe he just abandoned them. And fast forward, we begin investigating it here at Crime Stories in CrimeOnline.com. Bring out canines, and lo and behold, they hit in the backyard of his so-called best friend, who had coincidentally installed a patio and a deck. And that's where the remains were, after months and months and months and months. I'd like to also remind everyone of the case of Kristen Smart. Her killer and his father, just recently convicted, brought attention to themselves by constructing a new deck as well. And to this day, authorities believe that that is where Kristen's body was held, was buried for at least some period of time before it was moved. So to you, Mike Hatzel, what do you make of mommy having cement poured? It's incredibly strange. Uh, you're talking about cases. One of the first cases I ever worked when I moved to Florida was a young boy who was missing, was found under a concrete slab that had been recently uh, poured. We had another victim up in the Pasco area that was the same thing. He was murdered and put under a concrete slab. So when the mysterious new concrete slab shows up, that's usually one of the first places that we want to look and uh, let the dogs run because if the body is under the concrete slab, the odor will come up around the edges of the slab and the dogs will pick it up there and, uh, and indicate. Is that your experience? Very much. Yes, I've had several of these. So it is suspicious. Okay, what about it, Dorian Bond? Yeah, concrete is one of the big things on these type of cases. When concrete is poured, people think that once you pour the concrete, it can never be jackhammered up, and that's completely false. We've seen it in many cases. Um, yeah. You know, when you see that, they, I saw the reasoning that the, the owner of the property said that they wanted a, a area for their kids to play, but they also wanted a living area that's going to be on a porch for family members. That's a red flag right there. And what we talked about before, that they need to uh, contact the police because they're wanting concrete board to live on a patio for family. That's a red flag right there. Huge red flag. And But, but understand this. The dogs did not fail. Take a listen to our cut. Investigators believe Noel is dead. Now, canines that detect human remains were alerted to some of this dirt, but no remains were found. We've got no reason to doubt these dogs and what they do. Six-year-old Noel Rodriguez Alvarez lived in this shed with eight other family members. And right here, where investigators have been digging, is where a makeshift shed used to be. Now, police believe that at some point in time, the possible remains of the child were in the makeshift shed. I couldn't stand here and tell you today if they were Noel's remains or not. We don't know. And more from our friend Steve Eager 
at Fox 4 and our cut 8. After an exhaustive search of the property yesterday and into the nighttime hours, police did not find the remains of six-year-old Noel Rodriguez Alvarez, but evidence suggested he may have been there after he died. They had zeroed in on a concrete patio that was suspiciously poured just before his family fled the country. They're also focusing on items that were removed from the property. Back to David Sedentary, investigative reporter at Fox News on the case from the get-go. David Sedentary, do you know what items were taken? There was a lot of documents from the shed that was taken, documents and just different personal belongings. I haven't heard of one specific, quote-unquote, smoking gun that, oh, we were able to recover this. I know they were obviously taking some of that dirt to analyze further. They were taking some of those concrete slabs and just different possessions from the tra- the shed in the back, but they haven't given us a specific list of what's been confiscated. David Centendry, could you tell us where is mommy and where are the other children now? Yeah, so there was an Amber Alert initially issued for Noel last month, and as CPS and police began involved, began getting involved, Noel's mother, stepfather, and six of his siblings hopped on a flight to Turkey. From Turkey, they flew over to India, which is the home country of Arshdeep Singh, Noel's stepfather. That's all we know at this point in time. Police say they are in India, but they do not have a specific location. But they do say that Noel's stepfather has most of his family over there. They actually said he didn't have a whole lot of family here in the States, that most of them we're still in India. To Sarah Ford, Legal Director, South Carolina Victim Assistance Network, could you, in a nutshell, explain the legal theory of flight as it relates to evidence? Well, uh, it's pretty simple in that a, a person who flees, that can be evidence of guilt. You know, if you have nothing to hide, nothing to, to uh, you know, avoid, uh, you know, why would someone flee? And that's something that you can use at you know, hopefully if they are ever recovered and brought back to, to Texas, to the United States, uh, and they're tried, um, you know, they can use that to say, you know, you fled. You, you did not assist in, in the investigation. You and your, you know, five children, you, know, you fled to a, another country. Um, and it's, it's something that, that I've used personally as a prosecutor. You know, it's when someone leaves the area, does not cooperate, what does that say? says that, that they have a guilty conscience. Good example that everyone can relate to. Um, Scott Peterson, who dyed his hair blonde, got about ten fifteen thousand dollars cash, a bucket of Viagra and camping equipment, and took off. That's a good example. So here is mommy all the way in India, snugged up with her new husband. How, how many husbands has she had? How many bio dads, David Centendry? Police have not said how many fathers, but they have said that there are several fathers. In total, 10 children. We don't know how many fathers, though. Okay, so the newest stepfather, she snugged up with his family in India. So what does that tell you? She's not worried about finding Noel. If you know or think you know anything about the disappearance of this little boy, please dial 817-293-2923. Repeat, 817-293-2923. Or you can always call our friends at Child Help. 
1-800-4-A-CHILD, 1-800-422-4453. Goodbye, friend. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.